Welcome back to the Deep AIX podcast. This is podcast number 12. Today we're going to be talking about leverage. So we hinted about this last week um, when we were talking about productivity. And one of the things we've recently realized is we need to use far more leverage in what we do. Uh, We are using leverage. Leverage meaning people, resources, other things that allow you to do more with less. Um, So we are doing it, but we're not doing it enough. So we're going to be doing it more. And that means working with other people. So, um, Andres, why don't you explain it a bit more to me, what you mean by leverage? Um, Okay. Uh, um, By leverage, I think we we both found that, uh, you know, basically it's like not reinventing the wheel, but instead uh, like working with people together that already have skills in the area that you that you need and i think like in think and grow rich he talks about this already i think we talked about this i I haven't read the book in years but i remember that they talked about specialized knowledge and that you don't need to really acquire it yourself but that you can bring people in that have that specialized knowledge um and that's what we're trying to do i mean samuel leeds's specialized knowledge and leverage is he's very good at sales, obviously, and he has like the distribution network with YouTube and all of the you know online stuff and all of the uh, you know social media and teaching in on live events and all of that. And so, like instead of creating a YouTube channel yourself, like you can also acquire YouTube channels. Um, I think that's also what everybody's doing with like the influencers, which is um, basically leverage, right? Leveraging their their distribution channel. So that's I think that's mainly what we mean. And the the problem is, yeah, of course. I, I mean, I can also like buy leverage very easily by hiring people. The problem is that you know. It takes money and you don't have it at the mo- at the moment when you start. So how you leverage is uh, actually by being a good salesperson yourself because you need to convince other people to work with and for you for little money and maybe for some equity and a dream. I think that's, you know, it's easier said than done because like, for example, I don't know about you, but if I wanted to get you to work with me, it would be very difficult. I, I assume. What if do you I'm mean? A, if I said, if I wrote you an email and I didn't know you, and I said, Ashley, I have this idea, come and work with me. I give you X percent of the equity. I mean, you yeah, and it'd be I. Nearly impossible. Nearly. Impo- I mean, okay, if it's Elon Musk or somebody like. Somebody yeah, I'll be, on, I'll be on a plane in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, that's the chicken and egg problem, right? Because like, he doesn't need you because he has money. He can just hire somebody. He doesn't need to give you equity. Yeah, and he has leverage through his, uh, through his many machines, whether it's Tesla or SpaceX or all these entities that are now massive companies that have got leverage and leverage inside of them, right? Yeah. So, so, so leverage the- leverage. <laughs> Yeah, true. But the point is that otherwise it would be difficult to get you. So like while leverage is a good idea, 
and I don't, we don't mean financial leverage. I explained it, but like leverage is a good idea. It's difficult to actually convince good people to work with you because they have very good outside options. If the good people are either already working on something that's amazing or they have a lot of options, I think. I think that's very true. So I think that comes down to um, value exchange. And the value exchange is what you're working on, I guess, and the yeah. possibility of what it could be. Uh, and that's probably in most cases, like with most things that fail, that there's just a poor value exchange. Like there's not enough, the pie is not big enough for everyone or it's not a big enough, uh, a big enough mission to go after or, you know, like like most apps or most products, they're just, you know, worthless things that are no real long-term value. But when things are really valuable and really exciting, like it's way easier, right? The conversations become far easier to have. I think that's, that's, obvious but like massively key make it easier yeah. for yourself right instead of making it hard for yourself yeah yeah and it's not it's not only one way because like most people will think of like technical people when they think of leverage but like think of Wozniak and Steve Jobs right like Wozniak did, wouldn't have done shit without Steve Jobs he wouldn't have done anything he would right. still be where he is now and no one would know who he is so, like, who's more important in that combination, Jobs or Wozniak? I, I argue Wozniak was amazing with electronics, but I think without Jobs, he wouldn't have ever sold those first, whatever, 100 computers to that hardware store in Silicon Valley. And he would have always stayed in the homebrew computer club with his, like, um, you know, what's that, what's that haircut called? Um. <laughs> the... the Long oh, in the God. neck and long in the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why can't I remember it now? Oh, that's so annoying. Um, um, I know it in German. It's called Fokuhila. Which means <laughs> let's let's stick with that. It sounds it's better. A fo- it's a Fokuhila, which means like short in the front and long in the neck. And <laughs> 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 it's a it's a short it's a as an acronym for vorne kurz und hinten lang. Which means <laughs> short in the front and long. In the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why some things are funnier in other languages. <laughs> oh, like I, a, I remember. So it's a mohawk. No, it's not a mohawk. No, mohawk is like when you when you when you when you shave off. I think the sides, and you have like this kind of like. Long hair in the middle, like a mohawk, an Indian mohawk thing. Now it has a special name, man. I forgot it now. I, I need to look let's, it up. Uh, let's let's stick with your uh, German version. Foko Hila. It sounds better. Anyway, um, I get, I get, I get the point. I, I would argue that if you look back and say that Steve was more important because. It would have never happened without that driving force. But, you know, you don't know. You were not there. It potentially, you know, it was 50-50. I wouldn't say it's 50-50 over the long term. It's probably 50-50 at that point. And then when things started to work, well, you kind of saw what happened, right? When you watched all the films, it was just once that machine is, it's just, you know, business doesn't care about 
emotions and people it's more about efficiency so it's yeah uh yeah so i get it i get, I get your point so leverage right and that's what that was that was a partnership and that yeah. was and that worked for leverage and i continue yeah. that thought so like so not just technical people right you were saying no, I'm saying like it's not just like the technical people. It's you have to think about it the other way around. Like there's a lot of technical people that don't know um that don't know how to sell, you know, and they need they need like product people like you and salespeople that like can, you know, go out and sell the product. It's I mean otherwise all of those, you know, professors in physics and stuff they would be all millionaires but there's only one dyson Billion, right? or billionaires, or billionaires. Yeah, there's billion. only one dyson so like like I, I think it's the combination of like that the mastermind group or whatever that think and grow rich guy I, I haven't read the book in years but i think it's the combination of somebody with the vision and it's very rare that it's like Musk where this guy has like extreme ca technical capability and extreme vision and extreme sales skill. I don't think it's, yeah. it's not very yeah, common, it, you know? No, no, it's, it's not, it's not common. I think, and, and, and yeah, judging yourself on a, on a, uh, outlier is never a smart idea. No, I agree. I think it's a team of those people and probably at the beginning, Everyone's multi-skilled, right? They're more generalists and maybe more talented because they'll cover all these areas. But as it turns yeah. into a real company, then everyone becomes specialists and these things slowly get um, splintered. Yeah, um, and, but yeah, and that's, what, that's, that's yeah. confusing, I think, to a lot of people. Because I think when you look at the successful people, they all have this extremely rare combination of like technical skill, vision, and sales skill. Like Larry Ellison probably had it. I mean, I think Zuckerberg has it. I mean, Zuckerberg wrote Facebook and yeah. scaled it to millions of people. And he scaled it in a time where there was no Firebase and Firestore and React JS. Or React. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, and he stayed on as a CEO at an age where, you know, most of us were getting drunk, making out with our cousin's best friend or something. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's extremely rare, right? Usually those people, they, they create one thing and then they, they exit and they bounce out and he, he had the ability to convert. I think that's super hard, but I mean, he's just yeah. hyper intelligent and willing to throw away old ideas. And, and, but yeah, and that, let me, yeah. yeah. And, and the other big thing is, is that, you know, and the Google guys, they couldn't do it because they had to hire like Eric Schmidt. He could, like what Zuckerberg also had, which a lot of people don't have, is like uh, the HR skill. And that's hard to learn to like, at this age, I know how hard it is to like find the right people, like to find the right people in the right moment to scale the organization. I mean, that's why like Google guys needed what they call parental supervision, right? They needed somebody yeah. who knows how to scale, but Zuckerberg did it himself. That's yeah, he did. He did. Extremely rare at this age to have this kind of people skill. Like, and he doesn't. I, I think. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think weird. the thing to learn from that, right, to distill that for like someone to learn is like you can't just look at that scenario and and say, well, you would do the same because you you can't. It's it's a mix up of all these things. So 
going back to leverage in an average scenario, you would have to find a mixture yeah. of those people. Right. And, uh, but, uh, so, so, so leverage this whole idea about leverage, are you thinking about it for like people that are trying to build things from zero? I'm assuming that's what it's mostly purposed for. Right. I mean, obviously everyone will use leverage through building a company, but what's probably most relevant is people starting from the bottom. Right. Yeah. Building a new product, a new business. I know what the haircut is called, by the way. You know what it's called? <laughs> what? Sorry, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was distracted. It's called a mullet. That's it. Mullet. <laughs> what what, what so, was it in German? Let me compare. Fokuhila. Fokuhila. <laughs> so anybody out there, yeah, with a with a very rare technical skill and a mullet, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, you'll be hired in the first hour. You need to we'll think half the company. <laughs> you need to think the national German football team uh, of the 1990s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you look like Rudy. Is, is that with like? <laughs> is, is that with like the fringe that's cut completely straight? Uh, it's. <laughs> like a like a bowl cut. Like when they put a bowl no, on your no, head. It's, it's more. It's more like a perm. With a Fokuhila. I should send it. <laughs> Hold on. This, this will be the podcast picture. Um, I'll send it to you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice thumbnail. Yeah. Do that in the manana. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the picture. <laughs> This is what you, oh, okay. can, you look like this, and you have a PhD in astrophysics. Give us a call. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, oh, people listen to this won't understand, but they will because this will be the thumbnail uh, tomorrow morning when I put this, when I upload this tomorrow morning. This will be the thumbnail. You're like, why? <laughs> why is like, there a picture of a of a, ger- a blonde German dude with a a focohila? <laughs> um, Woody Feller, he's very famous, this guy. Anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, I'm, I'm predi- I mean, it's very easy if I have 100 million in the account, then I just hire those people. But if you don't, then you need to pull off a Steve Jobs, right? You need to hire a guy, like, that's really good in what you whatever you want to make, right? Like... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to generalize because I, you know. But I think that I think the, the sales skill is super important. But understanding how to do deals is really important. And I think persuasion is very important because you need to understand all these things. But like, you've got a, you have to think backwards. I think. I think you have to think from the other person's perspective and say like, what would be attractive. And, yep. and then think about a deal that would be like amazing for them and then would equally be amazing for you. And these, these sound simple, but they're actually, I think most people are really poor at deal making and it's definitely a skill I've had to learn. Um, and I've done it through my career and I think you have as well, but like the best example of it was the most recent deal we did, um, on deal sourcer. And I think that was, a classic case of 
uh, build, measure, learn. Like try one thing, okay, that doesn't work exactly, learn from it, iterate. And we kind of did that over and over again until we got the right structure that worked for everyone and incentivized everyone. And it's not yeah. in some way to sound good. It's just uh, for, uh, like trying to make us look good. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is like, it's really important to understand that because you can't just think, okay, I've got this idea and I'm just going to attract a bunch of people. So, you know, you've got to know how yeah. to do a deal. Like you, you, you got to know like, how is it win-win? Like it'd be the same if you were trying to get an investor for a, a business or a property or whatever, like it needs yeah. to be attractive to yeah. them. Like yeah. otherwise, like what are you doing? Like and uh, the person who wrote a book on this <laughs> is, uh, is is uh, is is the Donald, right? He wrote a book in the eighties called "The Art, the Art of, of the Deal. Deal." Yeah, and yeah. Um, it ha- you know it's mostly all fluff, but there's some stuff in there that's like important. Like you know, really yeah. think about the other person. Like think what drives them, what's their motivations, and what's their pain points. And then yeah. focus on those and, and try to give. It's like it's really about trying to give a solution. To I mean, yeah. it's the same with a product, right? You kind of do the same thing. It's the same. It's a deal, but it's just a smaller deal. It's buying yeah. a product of you. So I, I don't look at it in like sales versus deal making. For me, it's just persuasion. Because I mean, but I know I what mean, you mean. Like when people listen, when they hear sales, they mean like. They understand going from door to door and selling something. Well, when people hear sales, they mean they mean like high volume, low low conversion probability. Um, yeah, the, 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 I think the English is the problem. The the words are deducing and oversimplifying it, and also it puts people that all those words mean different things. Like if I say deals, sometimes that means you know that could mean. A property, a business, a, 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 a new customer. It can mean all these different things, but it can mean different things to different people. The same you said for sales. It can mean uh, yeah. sales. I mean, it can be, uh, it's probably probably well, a better word, but well, uh, yeah, just, no, no, I, I agree. I, I think I think the main difference between you know sales as let's stick with what people understand. I think that the the main problem with sales, or the main difference between sales and deals is that sales is a game where you can do um, high volume and basically the only bottleneck is your tenacity and approach, you know, like volume, as in how many people do you cold call to sell this thing. And, uh, and, and, and you don't need to f- focus too much on conversion. You want to get it good to some degree. But other than that, like if my conversion rate is 1% and yours is 2%, I just do twice as many, um, you know, cold calls than you. And then we are equal in terms of conversion. So if I do 10 times more or 100 times more, I, I get very easily better results than you. I think that's one main difference. And the problem with deal making the way we did it was like, Anyway, with the colorizer, we actually did a deal last week. It's not yeah. not set in stone, but we're doing the deal. Uh, we we're actually making making products for them, and we hired somebody, which was also making a deal in my point of view. But um, but uh, the problem in deal making is that often you're in a position of weakness, and you don't have high volume because there's simply not that many players out there in the market. So there's yeah. not that many Samuel Leeds 
So it's a bit more like, you know, I can't really say next because I need this one. It's a little bit like being a heart surgeon, right? You can't just say next patient because <laughs> that patient is either it's going to die or not die. So, you know, you don't have 100 shots at brain surgery. Like, it has to work. You don't have 100 shots as making a deal with Warren Buffett or not that I would put Warren Buffett and Sammy Leeds in the same bracket, but like I'm saying like, no, I get it. You're saying you know, it's, 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 way, it's, yeah, it's very different. I completely agree and, with and, that. And often you negotiate from a, from a place of, 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 um, weakness because often yeah. you want something and, and so is this deal that we made last week. And so is the deal source deal. And, and then you need different, different tactics. And I think that book from Chris Voss is really good on that. The, yeah, that, um, that, that helped massively. I, I think some of these things, like when you read them and understand them, they're actually quite obvious. It's just you don't think about them consciously. Like you, yeah. you, There's a lot of blind spots in the way you behave. You're not conscious of all the things that are going on. So, um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that ma- that's, the, that's the main differences. But, but, but the, the topic anyway is leverage. And I think for leverage... You, you kind of do have unlimited, in some cases, volume. Like you can hit on as you can like call up as many people as you want, right? Yeah, yeah. It it, it depends on what you're doing, but I think if it's related to sales, then it and it's on the industry. But yeah, of course, of course, and and most of that can be just beaten with sheer tenacity. But I mean, we don't need to get into it because we're running out of time. But like, uh, you know. Yeah, most people don't have the ability to do that. Um, so, maybe, maybe just yeah. as as just as as I know we have to cut it off, but just as um, like examples where we used it is, is Samuel Leeds. Um, then we have like a new guy starting with us, who is a technical guy who whom we will give equity and will only pay partial partially his salary. And then we have a new distribution partner who is in all of the big um, UK retailers. And for them, like, basically, you know, they have massive distribution. It's more like a Samuel Leeds deal, but bigger. And I think that's just us too, right? Getting access to all of these people. Yeah. in In the US, we have that guy who's helping us with the distribution of the AI platform as well. Like we wouldn't get that easily otherwise. I mean, yeah, I think we have to stress like how like this makes a difference of like ten thousand x. I think I think it's yeah. like a, it's not incremental. This is like massive the difference it makes, and I think it's just like the the missing part in the startup movement. Like everything in the startup movement is about doing things that don't scale and. You know, you build it and they will come because you'll build such a compelling thing. And it's like, yeah, that stuff does work. But what is more um, repeatable for enough, for many examples, is is distribution and leverage and using, you know, on on all fronts. And that doesn't mean that if you're a product business, you should outsource all your R&D. Because if you outsource all your R&D, then you don't build the value inside the company, but you can outsource in another way by bringing people into the company, but using just smart methods like equity um, uh, to get to get that leverage. So it's yeah, it's, uh, 
It's massive. It's massive. And it's the, it's the biggest mistake we made. And I'm so happy that we, we learned from it. Um, but, you know, at least it, we didn't waste years. We only it, kind of wasted is, whatever, nine months or six it months. It is 10,000x because, like, some things you will... Probably even more, you know? Yeah, because some things you will spend, like, you know, three years doing and somebody who has that skill will just, you know, open their laptop and hit a button and you have the model on your... <laughs> In your in your GitHub or something, and it just works immediately because they've already spent ten years doing it. <laughs> yeah, my, my 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 fear is that opportunity cost, and I think um, I think once you I think once you go forward and then you look back and you look at all the time you wasted on stupid things, where like success is like this path of you know going round in circles and then going left and right and up and down. It's not completely straight. And yep. when you can see, okay, if I'd have just done this or teamed up with this person, I wouldn't have done, like, there's so much dumb things and inefficiencies we're all doing and everyone's doing. And it's like, this is just, I think the most important thing I've learned in the last year, I think, is this concept. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything, mm -hmm. man. I mean, and if we apply this yep. to everything we're doing, like, it's just going to, it's going to force multiply, like, to an uh, to an amount that is hard for us to even quantify, I think. Yeah, we've already seen it. You have, I have definitely leveraged your skill because you have the product skill. You have leveraged some of that skill from me, from the deal making, and and now we're branching out to bring new people in, and we already have. We already have. Yeah. And we're not really a two-man team anymore. We're more like a four or five-man team. But yeah, we I mean, have if you to... add everyone up, it's probably a lot more than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all leverage. Um, I mean, maybe we cut it short because I know you have to go, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, short and snappy, and it hits all the good points. So I'm just really, really happy that we got this down yeah. into uh, into something so that we can beat it deeper into our heads. <laughs> yeah, the, stop, I think the, the stop bottom grinding and use leverage. <laughs> yeah, the bottom line is to not not work harder, but work smarter, and to get other people to do the things that you're not already great at. Like yeah, outsource exactly. any outsource. Try to outsource anything you're not great at. I think, and try to bring other people into your organization using alter alternative ways of paying them, such as equity, and so on and so forth, or like profit shares and all of that stuff. But you need to be good at convincing people to come on board, like, obviously. Um, I, think I, I, have a, um, I have a quote for this week, but if you have one, then obviously... I have, I have one because I, th I thought I should look one up, but we can say them both if you want. Yeah, let's do that and we'll, we'll close the, we'll close the okay. show. I have one from George Soros. And it says, it's much easier to put existing resources to better use than to develop resources where they do not exist. Uh, gold, man. Gold. Yeah. yeah. And yours? Uh, mine is from uh, a, bad, a bad motherfucker, uh, John D. Rockefeller. I don't know yeah. how much you've read about him. Um, yeah, he's got some. He's got some incredible stuff. Um, so this one is: uh, I would rather earn one percent 
of a hundred people's efforts than a hundred percent of my own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, he was being asked about leverage. He was literally being asked about leverage and how do you create it in a business, and that's what he said. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's kind of like both of these kind of like. I mean, the other one that we we already used, I think, is the. Archimedes one or is it Archimedes the one with like exactly give me a, a lever and a fulcrum long whatever to put it on and I'll move the entire world yeah yeah all of this stuff I mean that's all that's all true I mean it takes a long take has to do with ego as well you have to like let your ego go not to yeah, you got you got to melt you got to melt and burn that yeah um, it opens up all the opportunities so on that note, I think we close it out. Um, until next time. See you next time and send those mullet pictures in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. See you later. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>